the winds of change. Vince McMahon is gone from WWE. Triple H is back in WWE. Head of talent creations. Sasha Banks and Naomi are rumored to be coming back. Tommaso Ciampa is basically headlining Monday Night Raw. Yes, we all know that Tommaso Ciampa is a Triple H guy, but that is a change that needs to happen. New faces for each brand. Friday Night Smackdown feeling more TV 14. Monday Night Raw is on the cusp of change, and SummerSlam was a nice surprise from what we have been getting the past couple weeks more of a couple years now <laughs> i don't know why it's a couple weeks but what is going on guys this is pardon the pipe bomb we're gonna go over everything that is going on that is exciting to be a wwe fan not just a pro wrestling fan but a wwe fan it's a great time to be alive i'll see you guys at the podcast show let me hit that intro again. This is Pardon the Pipe Bomb. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. In anybody else's hands, this is a microphone. In my hands, it's a pipe bomb. I have a dream, that's all I need I'll make it happen with someone you can't believe Know what I want, so I'll take it on and what is going on guys it is another random rando type of episode here on pardon the pipe bomb all right but it is such an exciting time to be a wwe fan and everybody wants to come at me and come at other people for coming at this man being gone from wwe it's a good thing guys you're seeing actual change in the storytelling of Monday Night Raw and even on Friday Night Smackdown probably soon to be on Wednesday Night NXT it's a great time to be a WWE fan like I said at the beginning and right now it's only going to get better from here on out in the past we have seen every now and then you know changes of the show where they do little things here and there but now you're actually starting to see it all the way around you're starting to see it from the commentary's perspective you're starting to see it on the wrestler's perspective like they're being more free on the microphone you're seeing them being more free in the ring you're seeing them be more free in the back on television when they have an interview in the back, I don't know if this is like a placebo effect where we think that, oh, just because Triple H is behind everything now, that everything is just going to be better. And our minds trick us into thinking that it is better. I tried throughout the whole show from Saturday's SummerSlam event to tonight's Monday Night Raw event. I kept trying to go back and say, no, let's go open minded. Let's see if you would still think that this is 
being dumb or if this has no point, if they're not doing any long-term booking, if they're not doing any seeds to be planted into a storyline that is going to be long-term booking, then, you know, maybe I'm just reading too much into it. But dude, I've been watching it the past week now. I didn't want to jump onto the podcast and say, oh, change is coming right now. You watch because I've said that plenty times over and over again, but I did not want to do that. I wanted to see. I wanted to see everything unfold. I wanted to see how everything would be when Triple H is fully going to be running everything now. Tonight on Monday Night Raw was his very first night when he basically had full control of the show. And you saw that. You saw Tommaso Ciampa becoming the number one contender of the United States Championship. It is a great thing. Throughout the whole night, AJ Styles had a great qualifying match to face the number one contender qualifying match. You saw Tommaso Ciampa have a great match in a triple threat match to be in that qualifying number one contender match for the United States Championship. And above all else, you saw what should have been in the main event, in my personal opinion, that Tommaso Ciampa and AJ Styles had a great historic match for Monday Night Raw in recent memories. But speaking of the main event, you had a great main event too. With the Usos defending their undisputed tag team championships against the Mysterios. You see real change and the match between them for the main event was pretty damn good. For being a tag team match, it was better than any of the tag team matches that we have seen in recent memories. And I'm talking like probably months ago. This is change that is happening at a rapid pace. Bailey made her fucking return at SummerSlam. She came out when, at the end of the match, when I knew, right when I was watching SummerSlam, I knew something was off with Becky Lynch. Either she was really selling the shit out of the storytelling injury that they were doing in the ring. I thought that she was selling it. But the more and more I was watching, she was really favoring that shoulder. And I caught it. And she kept going through the match. Like, when it happened, guys, it happened like maybe five, ten minutes into the match. She had the choice of, you know, let's quickly end it here. No, the show must go on. You got to give the respect to Becky Lynch for doing what she did in that ring. So give all the credit to her. But with that being said, after the match was over, you had Bailey returning along with my new crush. Sorry, Sasha Banks. My new crush in Dakota Kai and Io Shirai or Io Sky, whatever you want to call her. You know that all these women that were here now had a big impact in NXT when Triple H was running the show. And it's being rumored that, you know, Becky or no, Bailey, she wanted to come back months ago. She wanted to have this idea where she wants to bring Dakota Kai and Io Shirai as a stable or as a faction. Vince McMahon at the time didn't want that to happen. I wonder why. Maybe him just being, uh, you know, uh, stubborn, didn't want any of uh, Triple H's products coming in and taking over his show. 
don't know don't know the reason but thank god that is not an issue anymore because the pop that everybody did when Io Shirai and Dakota Kai and Bailey when the, all of them came out it was a wonderful thing to see and I'm very happy that we are witnessing change and factual change not just anything that we think of the placebo effect is what I'm calling it but actual change where we can back up what we are witnessing on our TV screens but again thank you all very much for joining me here on pardon the pipe bomb and if you haven't already subscribed hit that sub subscribe button and turn on the bell for all notifications so that you get ringed and dinged when I am doing a podcast or when I upload a new podcast and if you like what you hear give it a give it a negative five-star review it would muchly be greatly appreciated but back to brass tasks like though guys I mean what are we witnessing here is it that big of a difference when Bitch McMahon was in office versus now when Triple H is in office like I told you in the beginning you're hearing that Sasha Banks and Naomi they're going to be returning to WWE I wasn't expecting them to return to WWE tonight on Monday Night Raw but now I believe that they're going to be back shorter than like rather shorter than later and even Paige, she believes that they're going to be back. Sasha Banks and Naomi. I mean, I know that's just like basically saying he say, she say type of shit. But you know, it's it's great. I mean, and there's all sorts of news coming out on top of what happened this past Saturday and Monday Night Raw that I want to go over. It's an exciting time. And I know I keep saying that, but... I'm going to be coming onto this podcast more and more because you want to know why I'm seeing the change and I am here for it. It's making me want to watch Monday Night Raw. Tonight was probably the first night in a long time that I actually sat here for two and a half hours and watched Monday Night Raw and all of it. Now, take it for granted, I did watch the first hour, stopped it, and I watched uh, the third to last episode of Better Call Saul because you know what I want to see it but as soon as I was done with that episode I went right back to the USA Network usually since uh, season 6 of Better Call Saul came out I just been watching that and then calling it a night for Monday night now I had the urge to want to watch Monday Night Raw you know that the rate if the ratings don't go up because of Triple H Someone's obviously fucking around with the books. Because right now, it is so great. Like, I don't think you, you guys even realize this. I remember moving here to Pittsburgh and starting up this podcast and talking about Vistic Man and how he runs things. Yeah, it's horrible, but I still love the product. And then it has gotten so bad that I stopped doing these podcasts because I have no interest in the shows anymore. Now, I am so invested now. I'm very curious on what's going to happen. 
Like, fuck, guys. I named the podcast Pardon the Pipe Bomb. The Pipe Bomb. From CM Punk. So this really hits home with me right now. It's just an exciting time. Speaking of, you know, the women's division. I mean, with Sasha and Naomi coming back. Becky Lynch is going to be out for the uh, foreseeable future. But now, with Triple H being in the like talent whatever he's gonna be ahead of that so i think he's gonna be calling up some nxt stars and making them as you know a tv spot for them and trying them out on the main roster that's how it should be and as soon as becky lynch when she comes back the women's division will only be stronger And speaking of Becky Lynch tonight on Monday Night Raw, she came out, totally flipped it. She's now a babyface. She came out. She wasn't like big time Bex. She wasn't wearing anything like extravagant. It was just Becky Lynch, the superstar that we all fell in love with. That's how you know that change is coming. Triple H is letting them do whatever that they want and not trying to push an agenda onto their superstars that they are portraying to be out in that ring. It's a great thing to see. And me, I personally got on board with Becky Lynch. I'm now a fan again of, like, fucking Becky Lynch. It's unreal when you are putting out a product and trying to push it onto people when it's not being received well. And you would think that if it's not being received well, that maybe you should try a different route. Or if it, like, saying like the same thing here, if it's not broken, don't don't fix it. But Vince McMahon, he just wants to fix everything that isn't broken. And then he turns it into something that's shit. Which is, i.e., big time Bex. Big time Bex did not get over. Becky Lynch, I still love as a wrestler, but Big Time Bex was not working out for her. And tonight, you saw her coming out in a regular attire and her regular self, and it worked. Speaking of Becky Lynch again, though, during SummerSlam, this is what she had to say after the match when she did separate her shoulder. It is being reported from uh, the Wrestling Observer Brian Alvarez, he reported on it. There's no word on how long she will be out of action, but the injury likely means that WWE will have to change up their plans. And at SummerSlam, it was clear that Lynch's shoulder was hurt during her Raw Women's title match. And I told you guys that I saw it at the very beginning. Bianca Belair and her after the match, she was seen clutching her right arm when she got backstage. She was checked on by the doctors, and after the match, Lynch turned babyface and aligned with Belair. Both women stood face-to-face with returning of the Dakota Kai and Io Shirai and Bailey. Presumably, this was leading up to a three-on-three match at some point. But those plans are going to have to be changed, or it's going to have to be trashed or canned because of the injury now. And with the delay of this injury... Who knows what is going to be happening with Becky Lynch. And Becky Lynch then stated after the match, it was reported that this was 
the toughest 20 minutes of her life at SummerSlam. Becky says that she defines the match and the title. Becky then gives her respects to Bianca Belair on Monday Night Raw, and then Becky calls out Bianca Belair, and Bianca then says that Becky defined the man. Both women then shook hands, and then Becky says that she will see Bianca soon. And then all of a sudden, you know, you see Dakota Kai, Bailey, and Io Shirai. They attack Becky Lynch and presumably to write her off of TV for a little bit as she is going to be recouping from this injury that she uh, did on SummerSlam. Now, like, like I told you guys, this was a Texas booked that Becky Lynch won over the fans yet again on her own without being pushed on by WWE. And yes, some of it you have to think of Triple H, but dude, she is a great wrestler that we have on this roster. Now with Sasha Banks coming back, it like right now, change is a good thing for the women's division because I've heard nothing but great things for the women's division that they absolutely adore Triple H. Mustafa Ali was in a match. AJ Styles and The Miz. And whoever won this match was going to be going into that number one contendership match that was going to be at the end of the show that I said at the beginning. I like it a lot. I like it. I mean, Triple H isn't just basically, you know, giving us a championship match just because of the person that he wants to choose to be in a championship match. Now it's going to be relevancy where Triple H is saying, all right, you need to earn to get a title. Something of relevancy. This is change, people. It's great. So, I mean, hey, we got this triple threat match and The Miz, you know, came out with his ribs already taped up from his SummerSlam match against Logan Paul. Don't even know why he would have his ribs taped up. Uh, well, I guess because of the table spot that uh, Logan Paul did. And Alien Styles hit a hurricanrana. The Miz snaps Ali off the top rope and sweeps the feet. Styles hits Miz with a baseball slide. Then Styles hits Ali with a sunset flip and goes for a Styles clash. Miz quickly pulls Styles out of the ring before he hits the move and bounces him off the commentary table. Ali wipes out the Miz with a suicide dive. Then Ali puts Miz in a uh, in the ring, drives him to the corner, and then Miz quickly snaps Ali into the turnbuckle face first. Styles attacks the Miz injured ribs and chops him to the corner. Miz fights back and bounces Styles face first into the turnbuckles. Miz stomps away at Styles and chops at the chest. A tiny balls chance picked up. Miz hits Styles with a patent corner clothesline before booting Ali off the apron. Now, halfway through the match, I'm sitting here thinking, like, damn, this is actually a good match. Mustafa Ali and AJ Styles in a match? I thought AJ Styles was irrelevant, like, now and then. Mustafa Ali and AJ Styles and, uh, like, credit to The Miz, this was a great triple threat match to start off Monday Night Raw being a commercial-free first hour. 
Styles then, uh, he punches The Miz and sends him to the corner. Styles stomps The Miz, but The Miz quickly whips him into the corner. The Miz goes for a monkey flip, but Styles turns him onto the top rope. Miz punches Styles off, but Ali quickly attacks him. Ali climbs onto the top of the rope, but The Miz pushes him off. Styles hits Ali with an inverted suplex, and then The Miz big boots Styles off and hits Ali with a knee. DDT for a near fall and then towards like the end of the match Ali puts the Miz in the ring but Miz hits him with the skull crushing finale as he gets in the ring the Miz ribs are too injured and he couldn't capitalize the cover the Miz he covers it's a one two three it's only just a one two count and Ali shoves him away and hits a super kick Ali pulls himself onto the top rope and then Ali hits the Miz with a 450 splash and then Styles immediately catches Ali with a Styles clash onto the Miz for the win the ending of this match for the triple threat match is what change is gonna be coming this is great this was a fantastic opening triple threat match for Monday Night Raw to decide who is going to be the number one contender for the upcoming qualifying match at the end of the night. And this was a really good triple threat match to start the show. AJ Styles and Mustafa Ali, they were awesome together. The Miz must be happy with the stupid chant to get over, to be quite honest with you, of Tiny Balls because of his merchandise that is out right now. Um... Like I said, dude, this is great stuff. I'm happy that Triple H is letting the wrestlers do their own thing. And you can see it in the ring, guys. That's the thing that I want to say. You can see in the ring that they're doing their own thing. They're not being handcuffed on what they can and cannot do. I know that I, like, I'm all like over the place, but I'm just so excited. And I just want to talk about everything that's just coming into my head right now. And it's just such a refreshing change of pace and I love every second of it but after the AJ Styles match with uh, everybody else he's going to be going on into the main event later on in the show Seth Rollins and he makes his entrance and Rollins welcomes everybody to Monday Night Rollins of course because you know he is the most over thing right now on Monday Night Raw and Seth Rollins calls Riddle stupid Seth Rollins says that Riddle is on the shelf with a career-ending injury, just like Randy Orton. And then, Seth did something that long-term booking is becoming a part of Monday Night Raw again and WWE. It's not going to happen anytime soon, but the seeds are being planted. Seth then mentions that Roman Reigns, that he is going to be coming for him. But then the Street Profits, they interfere, and Seth then says he doesn't want to share airtime with the biggest losers on WWE. So, like, this is very important. This is all that I want to say about this whole segment right here. I don't really care that Seth Rollins and Montez Ford had a match. It was a great match. Montez Ford, he is going to be going to be in a singles run here shortly, and... I like how that they kind of like memed about it on TV, both of uh, uh, Montez Ford and Dawkins. And, but with this being said by Seth Rollins, that when he mentions Roman Reigns, it's not going to happen anytime soon. It's 
if I'm going to be a betting man, it's going to be Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns for the undisputed Universal Heavyweight Champions uh, for either one of the two big pay-per-views. It's going to be either uh, uh, Survivor Series or it is going to be the, uh, the Royal Rumble. And I don't know if I were you, but if I were a betting man, like I said, it's going to be one of the bigger pay-per-view events. And now that I think about it, I think it's going to be at Survivor Series that they're going to be clashing. And you see already the seeds that were planted just this past Friday when Seth Rollins came out and just laughed at like Roman Reigns and said, ha, bye-bye. So... This is a good thing that is happening on WWE and with Seth Rollins just even mentioning the fact of Roman Reigns on live TV and it didn't go nowhere and he instantly got uh, interrupted by the Street Profits. It's another good thing and another change that is taking place, guys. Now, one thing that isn't that I really can't get on board with is Alexa Bliss and Asuka. The only thing that interests me in this match was because Alexa Bliss was facing Asuka. Now, when did Alexa Bliss get this new character of her being a Miss Nice Girl type of thing? Because uh, I'm just not buying it. Huh. You know, a good analogy of this you know when you're out at a bar and you see a hot bartender or something like that and uh, you go up to them you're uh, one of the only few guys there so she has to talk to you right and you get to have a little conversation with the bartender and then she goes <laughs> yeah I know right oh yeah I feel that that's literally the vibe that Alexa Bliss has given me, but, you know, that's all right. Hopefully, uh, you know, she'll finally get some uh, recognition with her own character because she's out in God knows where she is, like, with her character because I don't even know what her character is right now. But again, change is upon us. Alexa Bliss and Asuka... Uh, winner by disqualification was Asuka. But it was after the match, Kai lands a running kick to the face to Asuka in the corner. Then Io then goes for a top rope moonsault on Asuka. But then Bianca Belair makes sure that she saves and then calls them out of the match. And Io Sky accepts. So, again, Becky Lynch was supposed to be in the, you know, uh... Storyline with everybody with Bailey, uh, Dakota Kai, Bianca Belair. Now, some relevancy. They're having them now be involved in this because they interfered with the match. So now, Alexa Bliss and Asuka have some unfinished business with Dakota Kai and everyone else. So it becomes more than just a match. This is involving a long-term booking sort of aspect of the storytelling of WWE right now. The next match, too, 
like it was match after match after match it was actually very well scripted tonight chad gable versus dolph ziggler versus you guessed it tomaso champa now tomaso champa uh has been getting a, a lot of recognition and everyone knew that tomaso champa was going to be heavily favored uh in the monday night raw of tonight and this is uh, from Fightful Select. They report that there have been discussions about enhancing Ciampa's presentation, and the idea is to put more of a focus on his in-ring abilities, similar to how he was presented when he was in NXT. Huh, you don't say. And there's also been talk of him getting his NXT theme song back. Yes, yes, yes. I love his original NXT theme song. His theme song right now makes zero sense. Choppa has been praised for how he's rolled with everything that has been given to him when Vince McMahon was still in charge and he received a lot of praise for his recent promo with The Miz. This news is not a huge shock because Triple H has been praising Tommaso Ciampa's work in the past and he was someone who was you know well well respected when he was a part of the nxt locker room so i don't think he's playing favorites i think that he's playing favorites as in you know hey this is a real talent right here we should enhance that talent and actually use the talent rather than bury him in the locker room which is what visic man was doing to half of these unfortunate superstars and we're already an hour away into it, but like I told you, uh, Raw went without a commercial for the first hour because this show was so packed tonight and USA allowed it. Here's more on that. Uh, WrestleVotes, they're the one that reported this. WrestleVotes then tweeted, and I quote, I'm told that Raw tonight looks really good as of now and is a packed show. So much so, USA Network is allowing the first hour to be commercial free if WWE wants to do so. And WWE gladly did, you know, accept it. WWE has still not announced any matches for, at the time, they didn't announce for any of the matches as previously that was being reported. But now as we are here live right now we knew what was all in that packed hour and it was a good packed hour and a good packed hour for that it's involving people like chad gable being back in the singles action you have dolph ziggler coming back and kind of revitalizing his character or becoming like one of the uh more of uh you know a uh, longer type of superstar that's been on the main roster and a veteran for that matter. And Tommaso Ciampa. I know I said it before, but this triple threat match was nothing short of, you know, being a B plus, almost an A type of triple threat match here. Another good one. It's a good thing that they're getting people like that back into the scene of a singles match. Chad Gable, he has done phenomenal work from what he was doing with uh, Otis uh, and their tag team stable. I really thought that they should have been tag team champs for a little bit longer, but 
you know, I digress. Um, now, in this match, Gable and Ziggler and Champa, they all had great chemistry in it. And but the bigger one who came out on top is obviously Tommaso Ciampa when I did say on this podcast that Tommaso Ciampa is going to be looking to get a bigger push and a bigger role onto the Monday Night Raw scene. And I am here for it. I think he should be the United States Champion. He is probably the one of the best heels in this last decade. Uh, and it's better for Monday Night Raw for having somebody as a heel being the United States Champion and elevating that title rather than a babyface as in uh, Bobby Lashley. Nothing wrong with Bobby Lashley as a babyface, but if you want to elevate that United States Championship, you need to have a top heel-like character to hold that title and give it some relevancy again. But the winner of this match was Tommaso Ciampa and... Champa he goes for the pin, but then this is towards like the the end of the match. Champa goes for the pin, but Gable hits a flying headbutt on Champa. Ziggler then hits a super kick on Tommaso Champa. Then Champa then knees Ziggler off of the apron, and Champa then hits the fairy tale ending on Gable to secure the pinfall victory. Now after the uh, match was over, Champa won. Uh, Champa wins. <laughs> And Edge makes his entrance and his return of You Think You Know Me. Now, I don't know how everyone else feels about it, but the theme song for Judgment Day, The Other Side, I thought it was a great theme song, but you know, as I looked back on it, Edge's trademark song, You Think You Know Me by Rob Zombie, is without a doubt one of the more epic theme song entrances um, for anybody's theme song but when edge when he came out edge says that he has been an asshole the last few months edge says that edge that he wanted to give his knowledge to Rhea and priest edge says that he didn't see the turn coming and he says that he's going to end the judgment day now i don't think anyone like really in fact saw the end of uh, Judgment Day coming that quickly when it just got started up. So it, it like it all seemed really bad timing, but we all know why that Judgment Day got broken up because Edge didn't want to be a part of a faction that was more of a, you know, non-believable, like uh, phenomenal, uh, like, like paranormal type of faction and kind of like Undertaker-esque. And Edge didn't want that, so Vince McMahon threw him off. And now Vince McMahon's gone, and now Edge makes his uh, return to Monday Night Raw. So, take that for what you want. Bianca Belair and Io Sky, Io Shirai, whatever you guys want to call her, Io Shirai, Io Sky is back in the WWE and is back on the main roster scale back on Monday Night Raw probably going to be one of the main factions of the women's division maybe hey maybe the tag team championship belts will be back 
on TV screen. But if you want my personal opinion, if Triple H is doing this whole thing right, in which he is, he's not going to bring back those tag team women's championships back anytime soon. Unless if Sasha Banks and Naomi come back then they will bring the tag team championship belts back with them. But with Triple H doing what he is doing, ooh, my air fryer just got done. Uh, if, if Triple H is gonna be doing the things that he is doing, it's gonna be a challenge, I think, for Vince McMahon to try to uh, get some relevancy uh, into those women tag team championship belts because let's face it guys nobody has taken seriously those belts when they first even were invented and when they were even on the main roster so you know I think it's probably best if uh, Triple H kind of uh, tosses like the titles but with uh, the news of pro wrestling uh, circulating with Sasha Banks and Naomi that they're gonna be back here maybe it's um, Maybe they could do something, make it like maybe they can uh, do a line sink and hook type of thing with uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi coming back with those titles. But who knows? I ooh, who's texting me now? Uh, but yeah, so Monday Night Raw was nothing short of uh, great. This was uh, one of the better Monday Night Raws that I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, I don't know if, if it's just me, but I can't get uh, behind Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Uh, I think that Rey Mysterio looks great for his age, but I really can't get uh, on board with Dominic Mysterio. He's a great in-ring performer, nothing wrong with his abilities whatsoever. Uh, I just think that he still would have flourished and would have uh, succeeded if he went to the NXT and did his training there and did a couple matches on NXT, maybe go on TakeOver and do his thing on there. But since uh, uh, old uh, old poppy uh, Rey Mysterio is uh, his daddy, um, he can get away with a couple things. I'm not hating on it, but I think that he just would have benefited more if he would have went on to NXT. And... But in my opinion, like I said, the main event match uh, that I thought should have been the main event was AJ Styles versus Tommaso Ciampa. And now this match was nothing short of phenomenal. Tommaso Ciampa and AJ Styles had the match of the night. The match starts off with both men locking up. Uh, Ciampa, he does his thing, then hits his shoulder tackle onto AJ. Then AJ hits uh, two backbreakers on Ciampa. They go back and forth. It was like this in high pace at the beginning and the end of the match. Another reason why you are seeing change on the main roster, like how the matches were on NXT back two years ago, how they started off from a snap of a finger and by the sound of the bell, they went 110% from the beginning to the end. It's amazing to see how much of a difference that it is because Triple H isn't letting these superstars have handcuffs on their wrists. It's a good thing. So we go to commercial, all that, and we're back from the commercial break as we see AJ land a clothesline on Champa, followed by a neck breaker and a face buster to secure a near fall pin. AJ then hits a suplex on Champa in the corner, which looked devastating, by the way. I thought that Champa might have 
bruised his tailbone. It was more on his lower back than on his neck, and I think that's what they were going for, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Champa then catches AJ in midair with a knee that looked brutal, and AJ Styles sold the hell out of it. He then followed that by a double knee to the back of the head of AJ to secure a near fall again. Then AJ then hits the Styles Clash on Champa, which, uh, you know, I have my opinion on the Styles Clash. Like, listen, I'm not a tall guy. AJ Styles is, you know, nothing short of a tall guy either. But, you know, he's not short. But I want to say what, he's like 5'11". Champa is six foot two. Now, I mean, okay, not six foot two, but somewhere around there. Like you see that Tommaso Champa is definitely taller than AJ Styles. Now, when you are in a match with each other, and if if say that you're in the ring with somebody and you try to pick him up over like your shoulder, it's gonna be a little bit heavier. He's going to be a little bit taller, so you got to make room and you got to make ways to do different things with your body to try to do the things that you want to do for your character's, uh, you know, Styles Clash. AJ Styles was doing the Styles Clash on Tommaso Ciampa, and when I tell you I thought Tommaso Ciampa's head was going to be, like, twisting and turning when AJ Styles was going to land that Styles Clash... I really thought that uh, that Tommaso Ciampa was going to be hurt in this at the end of this match, but AJ barely hit the Styles Clash on Tommaso Ciampa. I think he just should have went for the phenomenal forearm. But AJ goes for the pin, but the Miz puts his leg on the bottom rope for Tommaso Ciampa and for the near fall. And AJ Styles went outside and tried to. Like tussle with um, Like the Miz And the Miz uh, Had kind of like a bad spot It really wasn't that believable Trying to hold him outside of the ring For a 10 count for Tommaso Ciampa uh, To win uh, by via count out But AJ Styles gets back in the ring Then Tommaso Ciampa then hits the fairy tale ending On AJ Styles To secure the pinfall victory For Tommaso Ciampa To win the match just in under 15 minutes Now this was the right call you didn't want to have both baby faces going for the united states championship and tomaso champa is going to be facing bobby lashley for the united states championship now my only thing uh i'm glad that they're trying to get the relevancy back into the united states championship belt and there's a reason why that they're doing that and before all this was happening, you saw that Triple H was doing a, uh, a video package for every past person that held the United States Championship belt. They never have done that before with the United States Championship belt because that was a WCW type of belt. That was a WCW mid-card belt. And the mid-card belt for WWE back in the day was the Intercontinental Championship belt. Maybe Vince McMahon was, uh, you know, didn't really give a shit about it because it was on WCW, a brand that he beat. Maybe that's why he never really gave two shits about the United States Championship belt. I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, he, you know, updated the way that the United States Championship belt looks now. And to be quite honest with you, it looks a hell of a lot better than what the new Intercontinental Championship belt looks like right now. The United States Championship is absolutely beautiful belt. 
and it doesn't get the recognition that it deserves. And right now, when Triple H is the uh, is in the head of talent creations for the first week on his own truly on his own he automatically puts a video package up to show the different superstars that have held the United States Championship belt and making it out to be an importance of the show and there's a reason why that he's making it out to be an importance of the show because Roman Reigns is going to be holding on to those titles for the foreseeable future. Now, I'm going to guess he's going to be holding it probably until next WrestleMania. I don't think that's smart. I think he needs to, like, maybe drop one of the titles for somebody on Raw or SmackDown and have and break up the undisputed Universal Championship belts. I think that uh, if they were to do that, it would be better. But, you know, I think that they're trying to make Roman Reigns out to be the biggest badass ever in the history of WWE and bigger than uh, Brock Lesnar. But uh, I digress with that. But with the United States Championship belt coming uh, into relevancy again, it is a good thing by Triple H again that he is trying to be relevant with the United States Championship belt and it's so funny that he is just getting into the into the chair of head of talent creations and he's already put over the United States Championship but the United States Championship belt more than Vince McMahon has in the past what 10 years maybe almost pretty damn close to 10 years it's amazing to me how much little effort it takes just to get a title belt over that Vince McMahon never wanted to get over. Quite frankly, it's really not that hard and not that difficult to write logical booking. Triple H did it in one night. I don't count the following Monday, the night when Vince McMahon uh, officially retired because you really can't go off of that and you're not going to change storylines that have SummerSlam be right around the corner. No. Everybody thinks that uh, that Sasha Banks and, and uh, like Naomi, they were going to be coming back tonight for Monday Night Raw. No. Triple H does it right. He's not going to put all his eggs in a one basket here. He's going to consume and evenly distribute all the eggs in different baskets so everyone can have some sort of nibble of the eggs or nibble of the candy you guys know what I mean Triple H is not going to do everything all in one night I was not expecting Naomi and Sasha Banks to come on Monday Night Raw they need to go somewhere else like Friday Night Smackdown where that women's division desperately needs help yeah, but that was Monday Night Raw. Uh, just a quick review on Monday Night Raw. Uh, there were, there was literally nothing bad about this show. Usually I have a sort of list of things that I did not like about this show. Tonight was far from it. Tonight was a show where I actually enjoyed watching Monday Night Raw. And I am now recording... As I'm talking to you right now, like for the 35 seconds that I've been talking, I am talking to you the next day of this week, which is Tuesday, August 2nd. And this just came out. WWE Raw draws the highest total viewership since 2020 for SummerSlam Fallout. Andrew Ravens on the article here on wrestling.co 
This week's edition of Monday Night Raw saw its ratings increased. According to Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics, the episode drew an average of 2.23 million viewers on the USA Network, which is up from 1.90 from last week. The 18 to 49 demographic saw the average rating be 0.61 from the last week rating of 0.50, a total of 0.10. This week's Fallout edition of Raw uh, for Saturday's SummerSlam and had a lot of buzz as it was the first show that Triple H has complete control creative on and everybody knew about it. And it showed. The ratings are going up. I know that I said it during this podcast. I haven't even reviewed it or whatever, but I told you guys, change is coming. Change is afoot. The first hour, 2.43 million views. Last week for the first hour, 2.019. Nothing really drastically about that. Hour two of this week, 2.28 million. Last week... 1.974. So if you want to round that up to 2 million, you can do that. Hour 3. This is where they start to slip on some viewers, and it still shows. Hour 3, 1.969 million. So you could say 2 million viewers on the third hour. and But from last week, a whopping 1.71 million viewers. They were ranked the number one show out of the 150 shows on cable for that night. Usually they are, but you know, it is a great thing. And even the backstage now is saying that they are very optimism with Triple H being in charge of creativity. Andrew Raven's story here on WrestleNews.co He says, and I quote, Monday's episode of Monday Night Raw was the first show that Triple H has completely been in charge of creative. Last week's programming, including SummerSlam, was mostly written by Vince McMahon, as I said, before he resigned from the company. Heading into the show, though, it was reported it would be a statement from the new regime and what WWE had planned impressed the USA Network so much that the first hour was commercial free, as I said on this podcast earlier today. There were fresh matches, more wrestling, stakes on the line, and more women's wrestling were featured. Not having women wrestling be a three, four minute match. No, women's wrestling matches were 15 minutes, 14 minutes, 13 minutes. I mean, I can go back and check my notes and see how long the matches were just for you guys to understand the difference from last week's Monday Night Raw versus this week's Monday Night Raw. It is astounding to me on how much of a difference that Vizic Man versus Triple H, Paul Levesque, really give a shit about women's wrestling. Besides the Alexa Bliss and Asuka match, which was two minutes, two minutes and 50 seconds, I think. That was for a storyline aspect of it, so that's fine, as long as it's given the right circumstances, okay? But this right here, the Io Shirai, or no, Io Sky versus Bianca Belair. They start off the match, and you know what? That was about a 13 minute match that we witnessed right there. Versus, I guaranteed last week, if that was a match happening, that would have only lasted five minutes and it would have been a fucked up finish. 
Mark my words, that's exactly what would have happened. But Fightful Select has reported even people not on the show seemed excited about the future with Triple H in charge. After several wrestlers, they indicated they have a renewed optimism with Triple H heading up creativity. One NXT star said that Dakota Kai belong, being brought back to be part of Bailey's new faction was a great sign and makes them hopeful for their future. Hell, even two top stars said they were excited not to wrestle the same person every week and are hopeful that will continue going forward as it's seen as a key move. There was a lot of positivity coming out of the show from the show regarding the spots that Ciampa and Mustafa Ali put in so they could shine on the show and just not be undercard for the fucking 24-7 championship, which by the way, burned the fucking title. This is a stark contrast from just a few weeks ago, and after speaking to over two dozen talents, no one raised concerns within the roster about Vince McMahon no longer being in creative. Triple H has been credited for having visions and, integri <laughs> and integrating things that were previous Vince projects. An example of that is the Maximum Male Models, which will probably go down as Vince McMahon's last hoorah and last gut punch to us WWE fans. Us WWE fans don't like having our intelligence insulted, and that's exactly what Vince McMahon would always do. It's sad. I don't know how, how, like Vince McMahon is taking all of this right now, but dude, I, I, like, I'll sign off of this. It's about damn time that Vince McMahon is no longer in the seat. I think everybody that's listening to this right now can agree with me that everyone thought that Vince McMahon was going to be there, head of creative, until he was dead in that chair. And I don't mean that any slander towards Vince McMahon or anything like that, but legit, if he was still in charge, I would not be on this podcast as of this moment. One more thing that I will say and then I will cut off here, being from Pittsburgh, I love me some, uh, you know, wrestlers from Pittsburgh. I met a few of them. Uh, you know, little low-key flex. <laughs> but Pat McAfee is one guy that I really want to meet. Pat McAfee, he says that there were some things that went wrong before and during his WWE SummerSlam match with Happy Corbin. What is that? I have no idea. But during his latest podcast on the YouTube show that I saw, WWE's Pat McAfee talking about his SummerSlam match with Happy Corbin. McAfee said there were some moments in that match that were really like, I should have prepared differently for this. Like, for instance, just walking into the stadium, I took a nice deep breath of that humid air, and it was thick. It was like a sauna thick down there because it was supposed to rain. Projections of the weather for the... For the two weeks to a week even the morning of was rain is the coming whenever it's hot and raining is going to be coming that means it's humid as fuck and I didn't even think about that when I was training in the basement in air conditioning and so you definitely saw that when Mike that when McAfee was on the top rope the ropes I guarantee were slippery as shit from the humidity and I really thought that match was going to steal the show. It probably could have stole the show, 
but you know he added then a lot of my offensive moves are on on the ropes the ropes were obviously wet they were super slick the shoes I was wearing I had not worn them on the ropes so there was a lot of things that were happening and I was thinking to myself fucking idiot bushly you are so dumb <laughs> Uh, dude, like Pat McAfee is such a nice breath of fresh air that is on WWE and for WWE commentary He is such a nice breath of fresh air and dude guys if you guys don't think that change is a coming You have another thing coming and you should just not even watch the WWE product anymore because right now change is coming And it is such an exciting time to be a WWE fan, but hey, I'm gonna be ending it right here guys If you guys liked what you heard, I tried to get this underneath an hour-long podcast here But if you guys like what you heard again Give me that thumbs up or give me a negative five-star review. And if you liked what you heard, and if you want to go further than liking or subscribing to my podcast here, uh, you know, you can definitely subscribe on podcast, Apple podcast. You got Google podcast. We got Spotify. The three main platforms here that I have going on. You can listen to me anywhere for that matter. But like I said, I'm going to head out of here. More podcasts are on the way because, you know, it is a damn good time to be a wrestling fan. More, i.e., a WWE fan. And change is a coming. I'll talk to you guys later.